Hey world, Mike is here, giving a shout out to Kind of Epic Show, here to promote my new album, Eleven Gates, an epic electronic journey. It's made its debut on August 16th this week. Eleven Gates is available on Bandcamp at micusmusic.bandcamp.com. Thanks again for all the listeners out there and to Kind of Epic Show. Thanks guys, keep it epic. better, well not better mics, but just different mics in front of us. Uh, I'm trying this Zoom mic that we uh, have for our conventions. And see how it picks us up in this room. So our, what's our topic today, David? Well, I think since uh, I actually don't have a plan right now, I just know I had to record today. Uh, but, you know what? Suicide Squad came out over the weekend. And too much... Uh, the internet is so mixed on that movie. Critics hate it. Fans seem to enjoy it. Well, did you see it? Yeah. Okay, what do you think? I think I saw it opening day. Nice. Uh, I, I saw it that Thursday night. Um, Marissa and I went. Um, I would say it has problems, but, you know, it's... I, I can see why the critical consensus is bad, but, like, uh, again, like, you know, I, when, I, when I see, like, you know, something has, like, a little bit of on Rotten Tomatoes... It always feels like, you know, the net reviews are super negative. It's just that there's a lot of them more, more negative than... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a film that you can, you can kind of see it, that it was uh, two films trying to be uh, uh, chimeraed into one thing, and yeah. it doesn't really work. Like, I, I thought that um, things like, like some of the stuff is... Uh, like, they, they kind of did a weird take on, like, the... The, you know the stereotypical team building montage. I expected them to like more of a training thing before they got launched into their first mission. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I can I can see the complaints. You know, I thought the villain was pretty bad. Yeah, like um, just bland. Uh, too much CG in the especially with it felt Chantress's like a fucking video brother. game final boss. It, it did. It really did. Um, there are things going back to the. Uh, the like two different films trying to be one film. I think that has something to do with the dueling edits that yeah. they had, because uh, apparently David Ayer had an edit, and then the studio had an edit. Yeah, they hired they hired like the company that, does, that cut the trailer down. Yeah, and I I know there was talks about like at different screenings, they took stuff that worked in the different screenings and put them together, and it, it just seems like a mess. In, in my opinion, I, I think you know. Um, you know, my experience making films is very limited. You know, our forty-eight hours project aside, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously those, you know, those are always a mess. Those should always be. Those are always. I'm willing to be more, a little bit more malleable with that because you know there's such limited time. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. When doing a major, uh, excuse me, uh, tentpole film. Well, they had a very small amount of time to do this, which is part of the problem, I think. Yeah, I was reading an article uh, like uh, as part of the problem, like. Uh, like, you know, it's basically, you know, it's the tail wagging the dog. Like, you know, the, and the, 
the tail already has had a set launch date. Yeah. And, you know, really, like, you know... Which I feel is a problem with a lot of Hollywood movies yeah. these days. The, the release date's out before they even start production on the, on the film. Before they even, you know, cast her sometimes, it feels yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Really, it should be like, you know, all right, you should have a tentative date. All right, you know, um, we'd like to have another film in uh, 2016 to match up with Batman Superman. You know, tentative yeah. uh, slot is... Uh, End of the summer, maybe even the fall of uh, 2016. Okay, we'd be going to Doctor Strange, but... Yeah. Uh, I think, like, you know, maybe the best method would be, like, you know, having a clear plan in place. All right, we're going to do such and such, you know. Lock down what your story's going to be, because like, I, I think, you know, I think it hurt the film, you know, changing horses mid-water. I mean, because it's... I don't know how you make a, you know, a Suicide Squad film that's, you know, just kind of, you know... See, I thought... That... I thought it was still a lot of fun. Even with all of its flaws, I enjoyed myself watching it. Which, I mean, we both enjoyed The Expendables, and people could use that same argument oh, about Oh, yeah, those. like, I mean, but, you know, like, uh, I guess with The Expendables, like, I mean, there's, I'd say there's diminishing returns uh, for those. Uh, I'm not sure that goes financially, but uh, I was reading, like, because, uh, you know, this could hurt DC long-term, uh, like... Uh, well, DC, this is the one film that's, that's kind of, it's in a tough spot. Because it was still under Zack Snyder's watch. And since Batman Superman, Jeff Johns is now in charge of the DC Cinematic Universe. So I, I get what you're saying with, like, okay, this movie could definitely hurt DC in the long run. But it's the number one movie opening opening in August of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suicide, or, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy opened in 96. It's opened up to 130. And... Uh, Tuesday had the highest Tuesday box office uh, for a superhero movie ever. Highest Tuesday hmm. for at like fourteen, which that's pretty impressive. I do wonder, like you know, kind of what you know, what effect uh, like uh, Word of Mouth is going to have on it. Like, is it will be good or bad? Because I'm sure the director's cut. I'm, I'm, I'd be really curious to see the you know. I'd love it for you know two cuts to be released on. Uh, yeah, I would too. And it's not like they're uh, that's unheard of. They just did it with Batman Superman. And oh, I, I meant like you know the studio cut, and like the, the tr- okay, gotcha. and then then the Zack Snyder, the, not the, the David Ayer cut plus the uh, yeah, so okay, three versions, gotcha, like, yeah. almost like you know uh, Blade Runner, Blade I guess. Runner, yeah. <laughs> Which, um, now I saw an interesting thing today, saying how DC has yet to make a sequel, like. Okay, you have Man of Steel, you have Batman v Superman, which isn't a sequel to Man of Steel. It just it just the next film. And this one is just DC Cinematic Universe movies number three, not Suicide Squad one. I, I can totally see that argument and it kinda makes it hard to the uh, could make it hard to the general audience as well. If say unlike Marvel, you could skip Ant Man. You could. As much as uh, we enjoy Ant-Man, you could skip it, and it doesn't uh, completely affect the narrative. Yeah, like, uh, I, you know, like, uh, some, like, like I, I thought one of the worst parts of the film was the Joker, just because, like, it, just because it was so overhyped, and then, like, it's like... There wasn't much of him. Yeah, they, like, they... You, sent, you sent your co-star as condoms and a dead pig, and... Well, <laughs> apparently, there's... There's cut scenes, yeah. Apparently, I... there's enough cut Joker material for an entire Joker movie. So, that's that's something. I, I wonder if they had to tone it down. Um, 
there was a pretty funny. I saw a pretty funny article. You know that stupid uh, South African rap group, Deanford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, complaining. The, apparently, one of them even went to the the premiere. Uh, Ninja. Yeah. Which you know, if he said that movie is bad, you know, considering he was in Chappie, so. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I saw that same article today. Uh, yeah, that's pretty funny, isn't it? Like I'm, I'm trying to like you know. Here's what I did like about Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margot Robbie was great, but I. I'm just kind of sick of like you know like a like the Harley Quinn the, some some aspects, some facets of the Harley Quinn Joker relationship are you know like you know they're kind of played to the bone at this point. But. Yeah. Well, expect well at least to us who yeah. are in the community, um, it, it, Harley Quinn's one of those characters. I I like Harley, but I don't I don't get the hype yeah, the behind obsession, her. Yeah. Especially, it's the same with, like, Deadpool. Yeah, I, feel, I was going to say Deadpool, too. Like, I, I like, I, Deadpool was a great movie. I enjoyed Deadpool. But I don't get the which, obsession. Uh, speaking of which, because uh, I, I spent today, I'm dog-sitting for uh, one of my mom's friends, uh, mm-hmm. so I've been watching Star Trek uh, Next Generation Season 3. Uh, nice. I was like, you know, I was like, uh, what, what is Marina Sirtis' background? Uh, her parents are Greek, and I was like... Miranda Baccarin's uh, that's how it's pronounced yeah, she's yeah. Brazilian yeah it's like I had no idea I figured she was like you know huh. in the Middle Eastern but that, I was like oh that's kind of cool uh, yeah but that's how he's in Deadpool but um, like uh, one thing I thought you know um, was laughable for me was like Deadshot's motivation with the I, I, I thought they did a great job with Deadshot I really did. I, I, I enjoyed... I mean, Will Smith was great. I mean... I, I thought he was one of the better parts of, yeah. the, parts of the movie, especially compared to some of the members of the squad. Yeah, like, uh, like, uh, like you know, uh, I just didn't, I didn't like what they did with Slipknot. It's like, uh, I know that somebody had, you know... I, I kind of liked what they did with Slipknot. I thought it was kind of funny, because who gives a shit about Slipknot, honestly? Uh, I, wish, I wish Boomerang would have been given a bit more to do. Because I liked their portrayal of Captain Boomerang. I, I wish there had been, like, a little bit more, like, you know, because, uh, I mean, there's already, you know, some criticism, like, a, cause I couldn't, I, I almost walked, I mean, it was already almost to the end, but I almost walked out when Croc wanted BT in his cell. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I thought it was pretty funny. I laughed at that. I, I did laugh at that. I, I actually didn't mind Killer Croc. A lot of people did Yeah, like, I, I, I wish he'd had more to do, but, like, I mean, they make, like the makeup was a lot better on, like, and I, I didn't, when I first saw Stills, like, yeah, but yeah, it looked, it it looked, looked good. good in motion. Yeah, uh, unlike uh, say like Doomsday looked like shit. Oh, good, another fucking troll thing. Like the look was looks like it was left on the cutting room floor by Weta during the making of uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Right. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I I don't quite get the the hate around the film. There's a lot. There's a. It's fun. Yeah, you can pick it apart, but it's fun. I don't get the. I don't get the hate. Like, there's been people in here that were completely trashing on the movie, which you you can, but it's still fun. It bugs me a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, I shared an article on Facebook yesterday about the, how this is kind of, this year's been a bad year for uh, showing the nasty side of nerds on the internet. Hey, buddy. Uh... Just talking about Suicide Squad. Yeah. Did you get to see it? I I have not. I've heard mixed reactions about it. Well, you'll fit right into this conversation. Yeah. Um, because I just got to the point of uh, talking about how this year's been a bad year for DC. Well, no, not DC for just movies in general. For well, 
the the nasty side of nerd culture on the internet. Yeah. Uh, like fans wanting Rotten Tomatoes to be pulled down after the bad reviews for Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. Um, and I was gonna bring up all the hate towards Ghostbusters before the movie even came out. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, it's kind of funny. You look at the user ratings on both Ghostbusters and Suicide Squad. User rating on Ghostbusters is in the garbage. Suicide Squad is the exact opposite of that. Really? And it's this, probably the same group of people that are, you know. Maybe. Well, you said it's the exact opposite. You yeah, well. User reviews for. for yes, because they trashed. They were trashing Ghostbusters before the movie came out, yeah. and they were praising Suicide Squad before the movie came out. So you had these groups getting online and writing reviews before you even see the movie. Well, the one thing... Are we recording right now? Yeah, yeah, we're right, on. Awesome. Well, the one thing that I'm hearing about Suicide Squad is that they over-advertise the actual movie, meaning they... They advertised that the Joker was supposed to be a big part, and he's really not in the movie. See, I don't think they did. The first two trailers barely have the Joker in them. No, but the ones leading all the, up to all it. the TV spots and everything. Yes, the Joker plays a big part. Yeah, but I mean, there there was an article that I that I skimmed where uh, a reviewer and his brother, who happened to be a lawyer, were actually working on suing DC because they. Um, they marketed the the Joker character to be a main character, and he was hardly ever in the movie. So it's false DC advertisement. Ne- I don't think DC ever said otherwise. I think I think I th- it's BS that they're doing that. But yeah, if I, if you're if you're putting, all official statements was that the Joker would just wreak havoc. He'd just be there in the background doing things. Okay, which is pretty much all that DC had ever said. Well, you saw it. Yeah, yeah, we both okay. did, and. Did he just make appearances, or did he was he just like literally just coming through, shooting up a few people, blowing up a few things, and then gone? No, he 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 played a major part in Harley's background. Well, I would have hoped. So. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and that's pretty much all he served a purpose for. Uh-huh. He shows up about midway through to to break her out, and like to get her out of the the mission, mm-hmm. and then at the end. But most of his story is at the beginning when they're. You know, getting caught up on Harley Quinn's origins and everything. The other thing I hear is the uh, other characters were kind of a wash, and like you got Dead Eye, you have Harley Deadshot, Quinn, yeah. Deadshot, and you got Harley Quinn, who are the stars of the show. Yes. But all the other characters are just filler characters, from oh, what I also heard. I, I wouldn't say that. I'd say Diablo, Andrew. Diablo is pretty fleshed out and is a great in the movie. Um, yes, we were just talking. Killer Croc could have had more to do. Boomerang could have had more to do. But I, I enjoyed them on screen. And even, like, the little bit that we have of Katana was full of backstory. It's a minute clip, maybe, of her backstory. But it's so rich, especially with DC lore. Uh, you know, I can't really complain about her lack of backstory, considering they... But is a they minute, gave us some neat stuff. Is it a minute backstory enough for someone who's not familiar with the characters going into the movie? I think so, considering she will definitely be in other stuff. We will get more of that character. Mm. And that's one thing I do have to praise the movie for is its uh, attention to detail. I don't know if you saw some of the rap sheets they kind of showed at the beginning when they introduced each character. Uh, Harley Quinn's mentions that she's partially responsible for the death of Robin. They say that on screen, not in any dialogue, 
But it just connects back to the Robin costume in Batman v Superman. Yeah. It's just a nice little detail that it's easily missed if you're not looking for it. It's just so rich with, you know, DC lore and stuff that, you know what? Uh, that's a plus in my book. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a little stuff like that adds so much to each character that they do that with. Well, then it might just be... The whole thing might just be a backlash of this high expectation this movie was supposed to bring. Yeah. And but it wasn't what, what Did it, it have high expectations? I think it did. I don't think it... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. How could anybody go into this movie with such high expectations after... Because they marketed BBS. it like crazy? They marketed the movie like it was, like, a, a month before it was supposed to release, they marketed it like it was already out. I mean, you couldn't go to you couldn't go to a mall and pass by Hot Topic, and it was just filled with Suicide Squad stuff. And it still will be. The movie's making a ton of money, and everywhere they had a hot spot on t- on television. Everywhere yeah. you watch. So, I, I mean, if you go on the line, there was the small little advertisements that you would come come across. So it, they they treated. I thought they marketed the movie. They treated the movie and marketed it like it was out way before it was actually released. I just enjoy that there's another thing for us to make fun of on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's been, like, there's been good, good jokes, like, making fun of, like, uh, especially, like, you know, some of the stupid, sh- stupid, dumbass stories that we got from the set of, uh, like, you know, with Jared Leto doing stupid shit. Uh, yeah. And, like, uh, there's been fun, some funny coverage. Like, some people are, like, you know, it almost sounds like, you know, when they're talking about it, it's like, it's less you know, less of a bonding experience and more like maybe they have Stockholm Syndrome for the director and <laughs> all the shit he put them through. Yeah. Another good example of my, my point is mm-hmm. the the uh, commercials about a week or two before it was released, they did a commercial and I'm 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 not I don't know, I'm kinda tired of when they do this, but they at the very end they show all the different critic reviews shooting up on screen yes, like yeah. excellent, great, blah blah blah, Rolling Stone says this yeah. and then that gets obviously you hyped up and almost thinking that the movies are released if people are already saying stuff about it. So that just that just goes back to my point. But I do agree with what you say. Is that Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters was the hot, was the exact opposite. They marketed that thing, and it got trashed for its marketing campaign. But when it was released, everyone was just like, "Meh, it's a good movie." Yeah, and it, it, they officially wrote down a seventy million dollar loss on it. Really? Wow. It, it, they are not moving forward with a sequel on They're Ghostbusters. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw the ending, and I almost treated it because I know you really excited about it. I thought it was actually a good teaser. Um, But I almost treated it like it could be seen as this movie is another dimension outside of the original Ghostbusters. Alright. Okay? And when um, she was listening to the tape, Mm -hmm. it was almost like she was breaking through the other dimension with 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 the male Ghostbusters, okay. and they heard Gozer, and that was like the portal. Where it was like Gozer, oh, like that was like that nice. bridge. I, I kind of like that I, idea. I kind of that's how I took it. Like, All right, they were. I kind of like that. So take it as you will. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will recommend seeing Suicide Squad. Mm. I, despite all of its flaws, and Andrew went to the bathroom, but it's fun. It, is it a piece of art? No. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, if you can let go, if you can just let go of what's mm-hmm. wrong with it, mm-hmm. 
and just enjoy it for what it is. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, the cast had great chemistry, which, with all the shit that they were put through for that, they uh, they better have good chemistry. And I think they do. I think that's apparent on screen. Yeah. Um, the the cameos that we get are nice. Uh, Batman's a lot of fun in it for what little 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 he's in. Probably that car chase, pretty uh, much. Yeah, and it's a shorter car chase than what they even shot, apparently. Um, because he's probably only in the movie for maybe four or five minutes. Really? Uh, and he's in the trailers as well. They show yeah. Batman in the trailers. But Which is another the, kind of disappointment. People good expect minutes. a lot more Batfleck, and you only get four minutes of him. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect him much. Uh, again, it's kind of in the, the Harley Quinn origin stuff. I, I would have expected a small piece but then also like you said the DC lore like he would just have enough dialogue to hint on other things to come in, yeah. future, in which, future movies which most of what we see is in the past uh-huh. most of what we see is pre-Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. so, so maybe you would maybe they would tie in the whole Robin thing but you said that Harley Quinn kind of hints on that well, her they have her rap sheet. Like when they're first introduced, stuff pops up on the screen around them, yeah. like details about them. Okay. So it's just little stuff like that, and I, I think there. Apparently, Jared Leto's commented that there's enough deleted, like enough scenes cut for him and Harley to have their own movie. So. <laughs> We can wait for the Blu-ray. Then. Yeah, we can wait for the extended edition. That's another hour longer. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe there was a lot more Batman. Maybe there was a lot more Joker. Okay. Yeah. Well, well there was. I was also reading something that there was a lot of stuff cut out with the Joker that would have explained his character a lot more because some people, including my manager, walked out of the theater just wanting to know more about the Joker yeah. because this is considered. Uh, have you heard about the Joker theory? No. Yeah, that there's... And this is released in one of the comics. Uh, correct me on the, the name okay. and everything like that, but the summation is that in one of the series, Batman is sits in a chair which tells him, hey, this is the, the chair of knowledge, yes. so to say. Yeah. And he asks who killed his parents. Yes. And, and the tell chair Joe Chill. Yeah, and then they basically explain later on is that there's not one, but three Jokers. Yes. So the theory is that the three Jokers that we've seen thus far mm-hmm. in the 1980s Batman and the <laughs> Bat- Dark Knight yeah. and then the Batman and the 60s, those are the three types of Jokers because each one has their own um, type of character. Yeah. And then it went into more of the history about the Joker all in itself in the different comic books. How yeah. we have the golden age of comic books where the birth of the Joker, he's like this sinister madman that just kills just to kill. And then in the, uh, I think it was the Braun Age where there were a lot more restrictions on comic books, the Joker just became this like... More the, more the Silver Age. Silver Age? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's... Silver Age, I'm trying to, like, Silver Age, I think, is like post-World War II, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. So once the comics code was introduced... And then yeah. Bronze Age is like uh, late 70s to mid-80s, and mm-hmm. then it's the modern age after that. Yeah. yeah. But so the post-World post-crisis. War II, the Joker becomes just this kind of jester-type mm-hmm. guy. He doesn't kill anyone. He, he definitely the, matches the tone of the 60s. In the 60s, age, yes. Yeah. He's just so basically... He's a Romero of the goat. <laughs> and then... 
And, oh, and by the way, the fir- the original Joker kind of ties in with the 1980s Tim Burton Batman, mm-hmm. where he's just like this cynical, and he's actually portrayed as a mobster, mm-hmm. and in those comics, he is dumped into toxic waste, just like in the original movies. Yeah. Then come the more modern days, the Braun Age, we see more of the Dark Knight Joker. Yes. So where this Joker fits in to this whole story is what the big mystery was. Is he is he going to be completely all together, or is he going to tie in with all these other characters, basically? Um, you know, I think this Joker reminds me a lot of... Even at the time it came out, it almost seemed like it was almost based on Heath Ledger's Joker. But there's an original graphic novel by Brian Azzarello. Is it The Man Who Laughs? No, just, it was just a Joker. Because Azzarello also did his Luther miniseries. Right. But it's just called Joker, and it's Joker getting out of Arkham. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this Joker is almost that Joker. Just a bit more glammed up and weird looking, but... Even the croc, the killer croc in this movie reminds me a lot of that croc in that story as well. Hmm. Yeah. And one thing I thought was interesting is uh, even when the I was looking through the actual PDF of that comic when mm-hmm. they actually introduced the, the theory of the three different jokers, yeah, yeah. the most recent picture looked like the one from Suicide Squad. I'm not sure if that was... It's uh, uh, Greg, uh, Greg Capullo's... Uh, Joker from uh, Batman Endgame. Okay. He does have that slicked back hair. No tattoos, thank God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely. It looks visually like it was more based on Greg Capullo's Joker. Yeah. Now, with the Suicide Squad, I, with the Bronze Age Joker, that was a lot more focused on the psyche. The Joker's yeah. psyche. So yeah, he, sure would, that's, he would... It seems like with Harley Quinn's character, especially she, she was a... Uh, like a psychiatrist mm-hmm. at Arkham, that it kind of ties in with that, that they focus a lot on the Joker's well, psyche. Well, she was introduced in Batman the Animated Series in 1992. Yeah. Um, and her origin was actually a year later in... Uh, Mad Love. Mad Love in the comic book, uh, tie-in to the cartoon series, which they did animate as the final episode of Batman the Animated Series, oddly enough. But uh, that's a great story if you haven't checked it out. Um it really goes into detail. Harley's finally caught Batman and has come closer to killing Batman than the Joker ever has. It's really funny, and uh, it's used a lot to uh, show how uh, how Harley and Joker's relationship is not something you should strive for. No, yeah. Uh, hashtag not relationship goals. Yeah. Like, that's one thing that bugs me about, like, people that romanticize Harley, Harley and Joker. Don't. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I'm not even sure if you can even call it. It's like almost a relationship. <laughs> almost? Almost. Well, there's interesting theories that uh, the Joker and Harley actually had a kid in, like, before Suicide Squad starts. It seems like a bad issue of, like, Mari in, in Batman. Right. Universe. Did you notice that? When uh, the Joker's laying around all the knives, there are onesies. Oh yeah, and then like the, the the stupid desire things like which made me think of the stupid thing in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron with yeah, the stupid bit. pool. I can like, see that. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> uh, there, there's a scene in Suicide Squad where uh, Enchantress is making them see what they crave most, and Harley's is her with a family with the Joker, 
Like you see, you see them looking completely normal, fixing breakfast. So it kind of goes to along that theory that maybe they did have kids, which is still just more fucked up. Yeah, it might be completely, completely ignored. I also saw one theory that it's in the trailers. You see the Joker laying around a bunch of knives. That each of those is uh, something he's killed somebody with, like it's trophies. Mm. So the onesies could be trophies of children that he's killed, yeah. which is even more fucked up. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Um, so, Andrew, any any other... Uh, did we ever answer the question about diminishing returns? Um, oh, yeah, like I was... Like, I, I, like one article that I read that made a good point was, uh, you know, uh, you kind of build a stronger foundation, uh, like, with, you know, if you have a film that's, you know, both com- uh, critically successful as well as commercially successful, like, uh, that, you know, people would bring up, well, what about the Transformers series? And then... Uh, that's that's a good uh, well, that's actually a, good a really example. good example because the first one you know uh, critically well received yeah. uh, and then like you know all the other ones you know they, they made you know a couple hundred million but you know less and less as time went on the fourth one's the highest grossing one in the franchise well it I mean, made they, over a billion dollars worldwide I, I think domestically at least they were talking. okay uh, like because uh, you know the second one you know the, that one was you know pretty cri- critically reviled uh, but you know a lot of us went it's like oh yeah the first one was a lot of fun yeah so. I think that hurts DC, and then, like, you know, another article I, I read, like, uh, I, I thought it had a good point, like, you know, whereas uh, you're almost kind of, you know, uh, moving the goalposts and, you know, increasing the burden for the next DC film, well, this was, you know, supposed to wash the bad taste of Batman Superman out of, you know, people's mouth, uh, and then, you know, this one has kind of gotten mixed reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. and earlier, I mentioned how DC hasn't made a sequel yet in their universe. I mean, some people would definitely argue that Man of Steel is... Well, Batman vs. Superman is a sequel to Man of Steel. Some people could argue that. It's easily... I, I think you could easily argue that. But then again, it's its own beast. Um, and each one kind of picks up the pieces of the previous film. And they At the beginning of Suicide Squad, they directly reference the death of Superman. So if you hadn't seen Batman vs. Superman, you would know that he's dead. It's already been ruined for you at the beginning of Suicide Squad. They're not making standalone movies. So it'll be interesting because their next one out is Wonder Woman, which is shown to be set in World War One 100 years ago. Now, if they don't have a modern-day bookend setting up Justice League, that'll be their first new fresh start since Man of Steel. So maybe maybe Wonder Woman is the film that just needs to come in and knock it out of the park oh, to, to. to prove the future of the DC universe. It's going to have to, especially to pave the way for the Justice League. Yeah, well, Justice League's going to be a hit no matter what. Justice League's going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, that's that's already determined. Everybody's going to go see that movie to see the Justice League. People that haven't even watched Suicide Squad or Wonder Woman will go see the Justice League. Oh, yeah, because it's been a long time coming. No, oh, yeah. talked about the Justice League movie for years. Years. Even before, well, even after, like, right after uh, The Dark Knight came out, there were talks of Justice League mm-hmm. by George Miller, mm-hmm. which would have been awesome. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, for sure. Um, I didn't hate Suicide Squad. Uh, that's, that's my closing thoughts on it. I thought it was fun. 
It has problems. Don't get me wrong. Don't go in there thinking it's a perfect movie by any means. Yeah, it's fun. You could, t- you could say that a little about a lot of uh, Avengers yes, movies too. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Age of Ultron was dog shit head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate Age of Ultron. I actually liked it better on like my subsequent viewings. I don't. If I never saw it again, I, I think I'd be pretty okay with that. Yeah. It's not that bad. It has some holes, like a second act. Yeah, I, I, I think what maybe, you know, her tip in comparison is, you know, what came before, you know, uh, the first Avengers film was so enjoyable. Yeah. But uh, here's how I felt about Suicide Squad. Uh, I saw it in an altered state, and by the end, it's like, you know, come on, when the <laughs> fuck is this going to fucking end? <laughs> I mean, I, I think there was a, probably a salvageable film in there, like, you know, I mean, a better film... But yeah, Which we got with Batman vs. Superman when it came out on DVD. I like the director's cut way more. I'm looking forward to seeing the... Uh, super, I love superhero films because they're about as long as the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And then her, you know, got to put in that second video cassette to see the rest of the movie. <laughs> that's a, that, was, that's, that was a really weird phenomenon. Now, now it's not going to happen. You, you, Suicide Squad's just over two hours. It's, a, it's an hour shorter than the Batman vs. Superman extended edition. <laughs> it felt longer. I don't think no, so. Kidding. No, it didn't. It, it felt longer than two hours to me. Yeah. But I, I think that's because of pacing issues. And it, 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 that, yeah. that probably goes to, you know, like, this, like you know, it's skeleton, uh, you know. They're trying to, you know, like, uh, it's like they're trying to fuse uh, a horse skeleton together with a man skeleton. You know, that, would, that works in Greek mythology, but now... Uh, now this is just mostly an abomination that kind of works. I, I will say that maybe the studio shouldn't take risks on... I mean, David Ayer has made some great movies. I, I love Fury. But he's used to these smaller, lower-budget movies. Same thing happened with Josh Trank last year with Fantastic Four. Maybe you shouldn't get these small, smaller directors to do your giant blockbusters. Then again, it worked out for Jurassic Park last year. So, all right. Well, we're going to hit pause on this conversation. We need to get out of here. Me um, and Peaches will be uh, joining you momentarily. Uh, all right. See you in a few. And we're back, guys. So Andrew's now left. We're moving our topic from Suicide Squad uh, over to uh, to Gen Con 2016. Woohoo! Now, for those of you that don't know, uh, Peaches, would you give them a history of Gen Con? Uh, it is. People would say that it's the headquarters for gaming, for tabletop, pretty much gaming uh, and card games in general. I don't know. I. I I know Gen Con in India is one of the largest ones in the U.S. Uh, it's the largest gaming convention in the U.S. It is the largest one. Second largest in the world next yeah. to a convention in Germany. Really? Germany? Yes. Oh. Okay. So that, that right there just speaks yeah. volumes right there. It is the one place where you can get exclusive games before they're released in September when it comes to tabletop games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a good amount of artists, and it's insane the amount of people that flock just for True Dungeon. I mean... I didn't make it over there. Uh, it, well, here's the thing. It, it's become such a big thing yeah. that you have to reserve a spot a year in advance. Oh, wow. Yes. Like, wow. They, they were sold out when Gen Con started. They were sold out 
almost a year, like the previous year. Oh, wow. It's that big of a deal. And for anyone that's not familiar or doesn't know what True Dungeon is, basically D&D where you were the actual player. So like D&D with LARPing. With, yeah, exactly. And like you're the actual character you create, nice. and you go through this maze of different puzzles and different situations. And there's, I didn't know this until this year, but there's actually different levels. You can go through just the puzzle where you do the different puzzles and you get a prize at the end and you don't die, or you can do the part where you go through an actual world slash maze. You develop your character, you gain items, which are in the form of these little coins, um, which you can then sell at the Gen Con Markets place, or the exhibit hall. And those coins are ridiculous. I, When I was looking at magic cards at one of the booths that were selling those coins, uh, a gentleman was sitting down there um, wanting to purchase these coins with items, and the lady at, behind the counter was dividing out there was coins going for $15 oh wow $15 for a piece that you could use maybe use in the dungeon and but you can only use it that during Gen Con like it's a once a year thing and then you have to hold on to it until next year oh wow so it is that big of a deal and it's such a big deal that it's in Lucas Oil Stadium this year. yes this is the first year that it has become such a big thing that they 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 moved it into the huge football stadium. Yeah. Wow. Um, they moved other things into the Lucas Oil Stadium. They they moved the cosplay um, show in the Lucas Oil Stadium, which was phenomenal. I got to see, it was my first year at Gen Con to see the cosplay, mm -hmm. um, and I loved every bit of it. Nice. Um, it, was, it was amazing to see um, cosplayers that were just, you know, spent hours upon hours, months, uh, creating their first gen, uh, their first cosplay and then also seeing the studios just going all out on Warhammer and WoW, uh, World of Warcraft uh, cosplay outfits, like huh. professional stuff. Yeah. Um, and they, they divided out the judges from like professional cosplayers and like beginning cosplayers, which I thought was nice because there were, there were some very impressive uh, independent cosplayers but the the studio ones are just paled in comparison. Of course. Um, there's that. Uh, I mean, anything you can think of when it comes to board games, if you have a favorite board game, there's a competition for it um, that you can sign up and you pay You pay actually a little bit up front, but if you win, you obviously get prizes and you can actually win money in some of these competitions, especially in the ma magic competitions. Yeah. Now, next year is the 50th anniversary, right? Yes, so that's yeah. a big deal. Has it always been in Indianapolis? No. So it's been in Indianapolis ooh, for almost 20 years. It was in Chicago for a while, I believe. Gotcha. And then they moved it to um, uh, to Indianapolis, the convention center down here. And I think I think I was told that they've been at they've been at in, uh, the convention center here in Indianapolis for 19 years. So. Next year will be the 20th in Indy, okay. but the 50th Gen Con altogether. Wow. wow. Um, right. So that, that just for anyone that's interested in wanting to purchase tickets, I would tell you purchase those tickets months in advance because since it's the 50th anniversary, it, it may be one that sells out, yeah. or they will, or 
what they did this year is they increased the price in June from uh, not, to eight, Yeah, it went up, but that extra forty dollars that you spent mm -hmm. made a huge difference because they they didn't they didn't leave anything out. Like it was it was the most uh, elaborate gen car I've ever seen. Uh, right. Last year I thought was kind of bust. I told myself that. I didn't that go last year. I went the two years previously. But you, you didn't. It, the stuff that you saw two years previously was the same thing you you saw last year. Gotcha. Um, I told myself like if I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars on a four day pass, and it's just it's as good as it was last year, then I probably will only do like one or two days next year. But they, they sold me this year. Nice. Uh, moving that stuff to Lucas Oil, expanding the exhibit hall out, um, and. They had a lot more variety of different events to go to. Last year, they really didn't have, they had like the podcast, they had the different games. I didn't, I didn't see the podcast area this year. Yeah, there was, they had double the amount of podcasts this time. Where, where was it at now? Was um, it in the same, was it in a different hall? I wasn't there long. I think they moved the podcast hall uh, partially upstairs and then okay. in the hallway that goes towards the JV, that goes to the entrance to the Marriott, it's right across so the street. So expensive for a table. Uh, I, can, I can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, a lot of people, I did see a bunch of people doing, like, setting up at in the couches, mm -hmm. like, outside. Mm -hmm. They probably, they're just like, why purchase a table? We'll just make a podcast here. And there was yeah. groups surrounding and watching nice. and listening. Nice. So Yeah, we've done that in the past. Yeah, and they don't, they're not against doing that. Yeah, well, there's a, can, there's a thing called the uh, hall conning. Oh, yeah. I where can. you never buy a ticket. And you just hang out in the uh, convention halls? Yep. Well, not in the convention halls, but in the hallways of the convention center yeah. during the big cons. Well, I mean, the place is open 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have slept there one night in, in, the, in the chairs. <laughs> this weekend? One, not, not this okay. weekend, but previous years I have I have slept. It was one of those where we were out to like 4 in the morning, and we were just like... <sighs> Why we parked at the zoo? So it was twenty. It was twenty-four hour parking there. So we just figured, eh, it's four in the morning. We're gonna we're gonna get up to get here at eight o'clock. We might as well just sleep here. Yeah, yeah for sure. I slept in one of the leather chairs, and uh, a buddy of mine slept on the floor with her girlfriend. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was it was an experience for sure. Oh, nice. But, Sounds like fun. No, there was a lot of good releases. Um, uh, I would pull pull my phone out, but I'm driving to kind of name off some of the the the, the Cool things that I saw. Um, one of the games that I thought was pretty, pretty elaborate is uh, there's a, a an indie uh, game developer. I think they've only d developed this one game. It's called Exploding Kittens. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're working on like imploding. Well, exploding cats. And they're working on imploding kittens. Really? So yes. <laughs> I did stop by there. We were we didn't buy anything, but that's one of them that we were thinking about getting. It was crazy. The last 15 minutes. They were giving it away, oh, but you had you had to do something for it. And, okay. I was, and my friend was like, "Yeah, I, I passed by it. They were giving away, but you had to do something in order to get the free copy." So I would have like games was giving away stuff. Really? Yeah, I uh, they were just giving had like plush uh, resources from Catan and T-shirts, and they were just tossing, tossing out. out. Wow! Uh, I got three uh, three logs, three log log bundles, and I was desperate desperately trying to trade with people wow. and then I realized what I was doing because I was trying to trade resources in real life and I had to stop myself from doing so. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't I can't actually do this. 
<laughs> the game has consumed you that much. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, the that was and did you see the timer no. that they had there? There was a huge timer where Exploding Kittens was located at, and I I never got I never was there when the timer uh, was up to see yeah. what they were doing. But maybe that was they were giving away stuff when oh, the timer went maybe. out. Maybe. But huh. I that I thought that was pretty pretty cool. I always enjoy going to the the far aisle. Oh, I played the Brewing USA game. Yeah. That we have at our yeah, job. Work, yeah. Fantastic. It was. So you know how to play. Yes. I, see, I was tempted. I wanted to do a, a demo of it, and I didn't. Yeah, it's completely. My girlfriend and I we went halvesies on it. Um, oh, so you bought a copy. Yep, we bought nice. a copy, and it is the the packaging and how the game is. It, it is developed to where it's not over complicated but it, there's enough complexity and depth that anyone can get into it and feel immersed within within the game nice. it doesn't leave you wanting more nice. um, do I need to get off here or can I just keep on going straight uh, I think I get off here and then turn left yeah, yeah do that okay. that's um, what happens out. But no, it, the other thing I liked about it, uh, the packaging is great because you know that t those times when you try to open up the box, mm -hmm. but like the suction keeps the bottom in yes. and it takes forever. They put a hole the in top, the box yeah. so you can push it open. Nice. And I was like, why didn't anyone figure this out before? <laughs> but oh, and then the the pieces are like the are coasters and bottle caps. Mm and they're done very well. It's not like they just look coasters that were used and put them in there. Like, it just just adds to the flavor of the game. Nice. Um, I enjoyed it dearly. I kind of, my, it, uh, bless, like, thank God for my girlfriend who told me, like, we should try this game. You like beer, we should try this game. It just bugged me because I've played brewing games before and just thought they were just B plus. There's really only about four or five out there on the market, including Brewing USA. Mm -hmm. This is the one that has the most depth, the, the prettiest package, I guess you could say that. Um, and a lot of heart was put into this game. Nice. And uh, maybe we should record one day while playing it. While playing and, it? And actually like, get, a group, get a small group together to play it. I would be for that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, now, I do have a question. Uh, I ran into, uh, well, Chris Schaefer came in the other day and told me about a purchase that you may have made. Okay. Did you buy, I, I didn't mean, I didn't want to text you, I wanted to ask you in person. Did you buy a life-size stormtrooper? No. Because that's what he told me. <laughs> he told me that you spent upwards of $1,000 on a real, on a life-size stormtrooper. No, I did I not. And I had to ask. No, no. I don't but know like, where you got that. Are you being Barney Stinson? <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm I'm running the slave trade of uh, of uh, oh, that's neat. It's uh, a Tesla. Yeah, I'm yeah the slave trade of stormtroopers. I literally bought my own slave stormtrooper. Like no, that I did not spend a thousand dollars. Who told you that, Chris? Chris Schaefer. Really? Yeah. Well, how did he get that? I don't idea? know. I have no idea. Didn't even mention Nikki, and she wasn't too hot about it. <laughs> like. <laughs> Now, 
but were you just giving him one of your bullshit stories? I don't about... know how he got that idea, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Alright. Next time I see it, I'm just gonna roll with it. I'll just be like, yeah, I whipped my stormtrooper today. He was being kinda... <laughs> he was playing with my lightsaber. I was like, no! Do not play with my lightsaber. You do not know how to use the force. Yeah, every time I've been in here, it's never been that packed. Which yeah. Is nice. Well, I'm wondering how many like screens they have this on tonight. There's a there's a possibility we won't see it. Really? Yeah. These it's first come first serve. So. Ooh, that's why you wanted to get here early. That's why I wanted to get here early. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, we're about to uh, let's hit pause on this. We're about to hopefully see a sausage party Ooh. early. Uh, if not, we'll also continue talking <laughs> about not getting to see it. I was going to say, we give our review about not seeing it. Yeah. Just talk about the trailer. Yeah, right. All right. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit stop. Sausage party. It was full up. Yeah, unfortunately. It was a sausage party. It, it, yeah, it kind of did seem like it that. It did, did seem that way. There was one pregnant lady, but that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> she she was a part of a sausage party. Or one sausage. <laughs> or one sausage. <laughs> oh, man. That could have went really wrong. Even worse. I almost had a bad joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trying not to die right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, that guy moved uh, stops really fast. He was yeah. over there. So, so yeah, sausage party was a ton of fun. Uh, we went in line and then got denied. So now we're back in the car. Well, we waited a little bit. We did. We did wait. We waited for our Sony rep to say we're out. Yeah. We're we're, no, we're, we're, we're done. We're full. Uh, I get we, your point where you when you say like they should have probably just had another screening for that movie. Yeah, I think there were enough people there, enough people that were turned away to just open up another theater. Well, there's they're, still their digital projections. There's still 15 minutes left. Like yeah. a handful more people that could have came in. Because they won't, they wouldn't do it if they weren't going to fill up the auditorium, which I get. You want it to be a full screening. I think I need to go east. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Get a, you want it to be a full auditorium. But I think they could have. Especially at this theater. There's small auditoriums here. Yeah, they're only about half the size of some. Yeah. Probably 100 seats, maybe. Yeah, if that. If that. So definitely would have been able to fill up another auditorium. Which is saying something because they're digital projectors, so it's not like it would be hard. Yeah. They probably have... They just need a, a key code. That a Sony rep could just call and get a key code. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been hard. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll still go see the movie. I'm going to go see it this weekend. Try to convince the wife to see it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be probably nice. see it on Saturday or Sunday. Well, I would like to see it before work on Friday, just because I know other people will. Yeah. Um, we can talk about it next, next podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. I'm sure we'll enjoy it. I don't think there's anything there that we won't enjoy. But I did bring up, I wanted to bring up something. Uh, going back to Suicide Squad, if any DC movie was going to be rated R, 
been, should have been Suicide Squad, yeah. but not Batman versus Superman. Well, yeah, because there's a lot more mature content in Suicide yes. Squad, I would assume. Yeah. That's all I had actually to say about that. Especially if you're going to make the Joker extremely violent. And then cut everything. Yeah, well. Yeah. So. Or they're like, oh, this isn't going to be. You can get off on Alice of Can we get on 69 for you? Yeah, yeah, we can. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, what are some of, some of the things that you saw at uh, Gen Con? I, I wasn't there long. That, that long, really? Yeah. You saw the Catan stuff? Yeah. Um, there is a Rogue One trailer coming out tomorrow. That's right, Thursday at the... Uh, During the Olympics. Olympics. the only time I'm actually going to watch the Olympics. I, I've, I've watched a little bit. Didn't they show a... A trailer for Suicide for uh, Rogue One during Suicide Squad or before Suicide Squad? Um, yeah, it's just the the old one. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just the, the previous trailer. Uh, so and this one's gonna be this one's gonna be the new one with the basically because then they reshoot Rogue One. No, they had some reshoots. They did, which reshoots every every big movie does reshoots. Yeah, it's basically you get to the editing room. You're like, oh, this bit doesn't work. Let's go reshoot it. Try something different. Um, every movie does it, especially any movie with a budget. David Fincher to direct the World War Z sequel. David Fincher. All right. Sorry, I was just looking at news. And... Wow. All right. Um, but. This this will be the the Rogue One trailer that uh, showed during New York Comic Con or not New York Comic Con San Diego Diego. Comic Con and Celebration. Yeah. So it's finally coming out. So we'll have that tomorrow. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, I did beat Lego Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And just like the movie. Um. You know what? They actually had the voice cast do new dialogue. So you have new Han Solo dialogue in Lego form. Okay. It's Harrison Ford. It's Harrison Ford doing it. So that's kind of fun. Um, And then there's some stuff that's like backstory. Like uh, you find out uh, how uh, they call it the the Ragnars. Yeah. There's a whole level devoted to that. There's a whole level devoted to uh, 3PO losing his arm. Okay. So is it close it, to the comics? Because don't they explain that in one of the comics? They they do, and I have it, but I haven't actually read it. Okay, I need to, but hopefully it would be the same. Yeah, because one one would be canon and one wouldn't be. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully it would be the same, at least close. Uh, because I heard the these levels are technically canon. Really? So well, that'd be kind of confusing, but at yeah. the same time, like, it would be that big of a deal. Yeah, I can't see how CPO, CP3O like lost his arm being like a big key. Part. Yeah, it's one of those things that would be malleable. Yeah, um, it, it, unless Snoke has his arm. Yeah, <laughs> then that would be like, oh, okay. Plot twist. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan uh, plot twist. Uh, no, it's it's enjoyable. It's like any other Lego game. So you beat the story mode. The story mode's the hard thing to get through. It's like the annoyance to get through. Like every Lego game. And, but after you meet, beat the story, then you get to go back and have fun. Yeah, with all the different with all the features different, yeah. and everything like that. And all the different characters. That's why I play Lego games. Yeah. 
yeah. not just for the story. Because you know what the story is. Yeah. And, you know, I will say the story mode in this one is really short, which I think is why they added a bunch of pre-story, is to make the, the Force Awakens story seem a bit longer. Because previous Star Wars, Lego Star Wars games, you're working with a trilogy. This one you're just... One movie. Uh, and they've had a couple expansions. They'll have a couple more expansions. Uh, they had, like, a prequel character pack. But they're variations on the characters. Ah. So, like, the Darth Maul. So, uh, Darth Maul that you get in uh, Clone Wars. Um, you get Burnt Anakin. <laughs> Burnt Anakin is one of the... You know what? Uh, going off topic, but still on Star Wars. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to Grant City during Gen Con. Yeah. And uh, on the table... They had Star Wars trivia, which nice. I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, that's the nice thing about Jaycon. The places you go to, they still fit the theme of, you know, yeah, yeah, games they, and yeah. you know stuff like that. Nice. Uh, what I thought was hilarious is that all, all the little, because they're about the size of small coasters. Mm-hmm. All the little coaster size questions, there yeah. were, they were all like multiple choice, but there was, sorry, there was one, just one, card that on the front of it had a picture of Anakin Skywalker and it said, who is this? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, who? Amy Christensen if or... You don't, no, 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 no. Not the actor, just who is this in the Star Wars universe? Oh, okay. So the answer was Anakin Skywalker and you're just, I, I was just like, that is hilarious. Anyone that can't answer this... Was it a this, picture of Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Okay. As Anakin or Skywalker. Or Jake Lord? Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, if you don't know who this is... Then you should then not play playing this game. Just quit. Yeah, if you don't, uh, don't play this game. No, unfortunately, Jar Jar Binks was a, was a character. character in the prequel oh, pack. I guess you could just keep on just jumping off the cliff. And yes. Like just killing him. Uh, then they had one for the uh, Star Wars Lego show, Freemakers, yeah. which I haven't watched. Um, but yeah, it's fun, it's enjoyable. I did see, I did see a Jar Jar Sith Lord at Gen Con. Nice. I that was pretty hilarious. Very cool. Uh, so that that was a treat. <laughs> so. Um, now, are you planning on reading the, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? Uh, I am not much of a Harry Potter buff, but I know my my girlfriend is, okay. and she she was complaining that she didn't get to do the uh, the pre like the midnight release of mm-hmm. the book. Um, and I was just kind of shaking my head, but then at the same time, I've done many midnight releases oh, for yeah, video games. Um, so I was just thinking, well, I can't really bash her <laughs> yeah. because I've done that many times too. <laughs> I didn't get to, and I eventually I I didn't find it. Every place I went was sold out until like Thursday, so I ended up really? picking it up on Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I won't talk about it. Well, this is the first Harry Potter book, big Harry Potter release, because after the series was over, she just did those three small books. Yeah. Um, and so this is the big, and is it a two-parter? It's it's one book broken into, into two parts. Two parts before acts, because it's a play. Yes. It's a script for the play, yeah. which it's gotten a lot of flack because of that. Eh, yeah, I've heard that. Some, some people didn't realize what they were getting. Yeah. I'm just like, it tells you right there on the cover, guys. <laughs> the... It's the rehearsal script for the play, but has sold fucking amazingly well. Oh, 
it was Harry Potter. It's a, yeah, it's the first new Harry Potter story in years. And we've gotten bits and pieces here and there through Pottermore. If people do Pottermore, I don't do Pottermore. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's the first story in ten years. Yeah. I'm waiting for her to to hear about the release of the complications of all the small stories that she wrote, Pottermore stories mm. that she donated to charity. Yeah. Because she's done a handful of those. Mm. And I, I thought that those three books that they released was part of that little trilogy of, of stories that she wrote for charity and just gave them away. Mm. So I'm waiting for that little thing to come out. Maybe she's holding that for like <laughs> when she passes or something. Yeah, I don't man, know. Who knows? Uh, but she's she, I mean, she, it's got she's, me. She's got some years on her still, so oh, you know. for sure, she's fifty one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How much did that chair go for? <laughs> right. I I don't even know. Uh, one thing that this book has got it's got me excited for Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, like it's gotten me thoroughly thoroughly back into the world of Harry Potter. Like I want to go back and like reread the books or at least I rewatch the movies. Think, I think that was all not really coincidental. Like that was done on purpose. Oh yeah, it had to have been. But apparently the play is great. Which reading it, you know, I'm not a big fan of Harry Potter. Like I respect yeah. it. I grew up with when I was when I was small when I was a small kid. I would enjoy seeing the play yeah. honestly if it came to America. But it, right now it's just in Europe, right? Yeah, it's just in uh, just in London. Um, they plan on taking it. Elsewhere down the road, but I mean, it's just making it's making a killing. They, they would have to. It apparently it's super elaborate. Like I would just love to see the effects and how they pull this stuff off. Well, on stage. if they can do Avatar, they can do this. <laughs> well, the Avatar is Cirque du Soleil, so. But still, you've seen fair, the effects with that. Though. Yeah, they can do Harry Potter. Believe me. Like reading it, I was like reading it almost as a movie. Like, that's how I was seeing everything in my head. I was like, no, this is a fucking stage play. I had to keep telling myself that, like, this, uh, because I'm a theater guy. I, I was in theater all through high school, so I'm, the entire time I was just like, how would they, how would they do this? Mm. How would they do this? Uh, it's neat. Cool. Um, I don't know if I would ever want to see a movie, though. Really? Yeah, because uh, one of the main characters, Professor McGonagall, is back. Maggie Smith is, like, fucking... 81 years old now. So if they were to do a movie, they need to do a movie. <laughs> and then, or get a new actress, basically. Yes, but that brings me to my next point. Snape is in the book. Uh, okay. I don't know if I'd want anyone else playing yeah. Snape. Yeah. I don't. Nobody can replace Alan Rickman. No. Man, how? It's been a year? Since no. he passed? No. no. It's been more than that. No. Since Alan Rickman? Yeah. Maybe six months? Has it been that short? Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, I, feel, no. I feel like it's been more than that. Yeah. But, wow. Maybe December? Maybe? <sighs> I'd have to look it up, but yeah. I didn't. I can't remember. I thought Definitely it Definitely hasn't been a longer. year, no. no? Uh, yeah, that's besides the point. But still, it's, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, though. But so, I could. I would never want to see... I think it should stay with just being a play. Yeah. It adds, I don't know, Matthew Murdell. Depth because yeah. we've seen we went through four movies, seven, seven, eight, right, eight, right. movies, eight, eight movies, eight movies. Yes, yeah, so I had to, I had to think about that again. Uh, it's just no, let's do something and, different. Yeah, and we're getting a trilogy of the new movies. Yeah, yeah, that that and those movies will have a different feel. Yes, 
So if we're gonna go back to Harry Potter, let make that make it new, make it, make it something fresh. Yeah, why not? Uh, no, who's to say fifteen years from now when the actors are the ages in the book? Maybe it would be fun to revisit. Yeah, change a few things around. Yeah, like you know, like you said, maybe not have Snape in there, have someone else. Yeah, but at the same time, like make it into a play, make it av- more available. Don't. Don't pre don't price gouge me on this thing. Yes, don't make it like one hundred fifty dollars like it was for the fucking Book of Mormon. Uh, yeah, or, I, I would have loved to have seen the Book of Mormon or Hamilton. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's what I fear is it's gonna be another Hamilton. You yeah. can't, and you'll have to like reserve for tickets a year, year in advance. Yeah, like screw that. Yeah, and if, if it's was, just you, it's one hundred fifty. If it's you and like or me and my wife, fucking three hundred dollars. Yeah. On, Seeing it? No, thank now, you. Hopefully they do. I would love a DVD release. You could do that. Make it. In, oh, uh, you could still yeah. record a film yeah, of yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. That would make it more of, available to the public. Yeah. Because they do. Fucking Tyler Perry does it all the damn time. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Did Hamilton, Hamilton is eventually going to release or already released, released uh, outside of Broadway? Yeah. I, I think it will be. Yeah. I feel like I've seen footage yeah. of it. Yeah. But I don't think there's an actual DVD out. I don't believe so. I mean, if freaking Water, Roger Waters can make a, make a DVD of right. his concert and it's practically a play, <laughs> we can do that with that easily. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice. It would be nice to see. And hell, that just means let's just take a trip to, to London and see it over there. Uh, I have to get my passport. Uh, I, I would love to, though. It would be yeah, great. It would be a, a whole lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, this, I'm sure this is a long episode, so go ahead and call it a day. Try to get this episode up to like two days because <laughs> we didn't record last week and yeah. I'm out of an episode, episode to post this week. This will be posted, like, immediately. Good. All right. Well, uh, it's so weird recording on here because I'm not seeing my bar. Like, I have... Oh, yeah. And each time I stop it, it starts the timer, like, over. Oh, so that's kind of weird. So, uh, well, because I, I have it to where I'm editing. Yeah. So, to be, like, this is now 17 minutes. Yeah. I'm sure they don't want to listen to us uh, ramble. <laughs> uh, I'm David West. I'm Taylor Newman. Alright, I'm going to hit the stop button on this fancy recorder. Um, give us some feedback. If this sounded alright, let us know. Might do it again in the future. Um, if not, let us know that as well. Or, you know, any any interaction would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying, you can leave voicemails on the Podomatic page. Leave us voicemails, and we will play them on the show. Even if it's just fart noises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's anything, if it's just you calling us idiots, you know what? I'll still play it. We'll pull a Ghostbusters and just, like, use it to our advantage. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm going to hit stop. You can uh, find me on Twitter. At Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song Zombie Kids. 
If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.